Hello, everyone. This is Rory Paquette with the Power Man Podcast. How are you guys doing today? I wanted to uh, oh, come on here tonight and share a few things with you. I appreciate all of you guys. Appreciate all of our listeners. I appreciate everyone who uh, has helped us experience 32% growth and reach 26 different countries. That's been phenomenal. Um, I want to thank everybody who uh, joined our um, Power of Man Search for Faith this evening. I'm recording this late, and uh, I mean, hey, circumstances are what they are. Sometimes things happen, but um, it was uh, it was a special one tonight, and uh, I really really appreciated it. Uh, I had some people join, and we've already had people watch it after the fact and have commented. And um, uh, I'm grateful to all of you. You know, that's a part three in a 12 part series. It's already taken off and already doing very well <clears throat> because of you. So, um, tonight we're going to talk about something a little bit different, um, than the norm, but it's going to be in keeping with some of the stuff I talked about in the Wednesday night, uh, episode before we get going though, I have a, a new coffee cup tonight. Uh, it's a new one, but an old one. So, not sure how good you can see that there. This is the artwork from my youngest son back when he was in, uh, let's see, 2011. So he was eight years old when he did this. Big time. Big time stuff. Huge artist back then. If you're watching on the video, sorry, it's shaking. Got to get some more of our favorite beverage poured in here. If you're a friend of the program, you know that we're drinking Freedom Hill Coffee tonight. That's right. Deep, dark, rich, bold, beautiful. Absolutely succulent, fantastic, just pleasing in every way that you can think of, just like Mrs. Power Man. Um, they do all the right things for all the right reasons, folks. You can find them uh, on Instagram at Power... No, that's me. I'm at Power Man. You can find them at Freedom Hill Coffee. Um, they support veterans, and that's what's most important about this whole thing right now. So cheers to them and you. Here we go. <clears throat> Good stuff. Um, so tonight I spoke a little bit about the book of Matthew and um, I'm not going to get, you know, biblical uh, this evening on the power of man. I already did that a little bit tonight, but we talked about um, uh, the idea of, you know, do unto others as you, know, you would have them do unto you. The way that that kind of translates down, the way that, that that impacts daily life today is we have very high expectations of others. And yet we struggle to have those same expectations of ourselves. And too often, I think that we get kind of caught in this conundrum where, you know, we're talking to uh, our spouses or we're talking to our children which I think happens the most, or we're talking to people who work for us or work with us, you know, out uh, on the workplace. And we are putting expectations. We're putting limits. We're putting um, performance requirements on them in their lives. We're saying, you must do this. You must do that. You know, we're telling our kids, don't swear, don't steal, don't, um, you know, covet thy neighbor's wife, so to speak. Don't, uh, um, don't lie. Don't cheat. And then we go out into the world and what do we do? We lie. 
we cheat, we steal. Even if all we're doing is stealing time. Even if all we're doing is stealing affection. We simply don't hold ourselves to the same standards that we're trying to hold everybody else to. In the uh, episode tonight, I, I shared a little bit about some of the things that I've been through. And, you know, we do that a lot here in this podcast, so I don't want to start being different now. But I didn't realize how that entire <clears throat> axiom impacted my life. Um, some of it could be as simple as, you know, what goes around comes around. It could be you reap what you sow. Um, any of these things are real. Any of these things are things that that impact us greatly. I used to be a totally different person than I am now. And uh, some people will tell you that's not true, but um, I know that it is because I I can tell from the inside out that I've grown, that I've learned, that I'm different. You know, just a, for instance, and I, I said this earlier in the, uh, in the series, you know, I was definitely one of those guys who looked down at his nose at the people who were standing on the corner holding the sign. I was one of the first guys to line up and say, you know what? <laughs> Don't give them any money. It's probably a scam. Um, they can get a job. Don't give them anything. You're just going to encourage them. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, I, I don't say that in some lighthearted fashion. I'm ashamed of that. I, uh, I don't like that about myself, about my past. I did a podcast uh, where I addressed some of this. It's called The Man in the Corner. I felt that way when I was working my way up. Uh, I felt that way because I had never gotten any help growing up. I had to fight, you know, an abusive father. I had to fight an abusive stepfather. I had to deal with a uh, mother dying of cancer. You know, I had to you know, partially raise my siblings um, and deal with the fact that you know, they would never fully understand everything that I did and everything I had to go through. Um, <laughs> and they resent me for it now to this day because they don't fully understand all the things that happen behind the scenes. But I had to overcome all that. And when I needed the help, boy, phew, boy there was none there. I mean, I put a hand out and <laughs> crickets is what I got back. And so I had to do it all myself. Well, what that resulted in was me, um, you know, getting older, becoming an adult and passing on a lot of this to my children, whether I knew it or not, that, you know what, don't worry about helping anybody else. No one's going to help you. And you know what, if they need help, they can pick themselves up by their bootstraps and they can have a little bit of heart and they can have a little bit of will and they can, they can help themselves. And I'm sure I quoted to my kids a million times, from one of the Hercules fables, the gods help those that help themselves. And I believed that about God growing up. I believe that God 
help to those that help themselves. I didn't believe that God helped you. I can't tell you the number of times that I said a prayer and reached out and felt like I got nothing back. So I spent a lot of my youth resenting God. Wondering, you know, where was the divine intervention for me when I needed it? When you get to be older, when you clear out all of that crap that you're sifting through, you have a very different perspective on it all. Um, you know, but even into my adult years, you know, we lost everything. Anybody who's followed the podcast knows enough about that story to know that, hey, you know, I, I hit rock bottom and I had to fight my way back. And when I hit rock bottom, there were two types of people that were around me. People who were telling me how they couldn't help me out and people who were happy that I was there. <laughs> I learned a lot from that. I developed even more anger from that. It wasn't until that though, that I learned my own truth about this entire topic. It wasn't that, well, I never got any help. So, you know, why help somebody else? It was, if I'm not willing to go first, then it's not going to come back to me. You see, if you want things to go full circle, at some point you have to push the object to get it started. Too many of us don't even think about what we give until we're sitting there hoping to receive and we're left empty handed. You have to go first. That's what I learned. You have to be the one to help others first. You have to be the one to give the hand out, to give the hand up. You have to be the one to help that person on the corner to start the process. If your hope is that when you need it, someone's going to be there for you. Well, you need to be there for someone else first. That never occurred to me. That was never something that I thought to teach my children. Need a little sip of our preferred beverage for a moment. It's later than normal. I got to be able to stay up here. Um, but that was never something that, like I said, that I, I thought to teach my children. I didn't get it. And I now understand that one of the reasons, if not the reason, that I went through everything that I went through, that I went through the crash, that I had to bottom out like that was because I hadn't learned the lessons yet that I needed to learn to be able to move on. And when God needs you to learn a lesson, he's going to keep slapping you in the head until you learn it. <laughs> That's definitely something else that I learned. As I sit here today, I have a much different view. Um, you know, I was out with my son, uh, my older son, and um, we drove by uh, a man. You know, he had the, all the veteran markings and, um, you know, the hat and the shirt and the whole bit. And um, Honestly, don't doubt for a minute that he was a, vet a veteran. 
And, you know, he had the sign up and he was on the corner and we drove by and it, he was on an opposite corner from where I was and the whole bit. And as I drove by, I was like, I need to teach my kids something different. And it's never too late to start teaching your kids something different, something new, something right. And I went on and, and turned back around and cut down a side street and cut back over so that when I pulled up to this gentleman who was sitting there holding the sign, that he'd be on my side of the street. Because I still wasn't going to have my son do this. I, I was going to do it and show him. And uh, I pulled up and handed him some money. And... Uh, I just looked him right in the eye and I said, bless you, brother. Hope things get better. And, you know, he looked at me with grateful eyes and said, you know, God bless you. Thank you so much. And I drove off. And my son looked at me and said, what made you do that? I said, you know, because it's the right thing to do. And my son goes, Wow. <laughs> I said, wow. He said, you would never have done that before. I never thought I'd see you do something like that. I said, well, like I said, it's the right thing to do. And he said, I, I agree. <laughs> so all this time, I was teaching my son that that's not the right thing to do. And he was disagreeing with me. And he never let me know that. And we got to have that moment for just a second where he saw me do something and um, he realized that I had changed my mind on that topic. Later on, we talked about it. He asked me, you know, what made you change your mind on that? I mean, it really impacted him seeing me do that. And I explained to him a lot like I did in that podcast uh, before, you know, like I was talking about the man on the corner. But I said, you know, I have a much different view now. Because I've been a step away from being the man in the corner. I've been a step away from being homeless. I literally was hours away from being homeless. But because I always found a way to pull things together, I always found a way to pull myself out of it. I took pride in, in myself and said, oh, I fixed it. Well, you know, anybody can do it if I can do it. And it's only, you know, in the last several years since this all has taken place that I've realized not everybody is equipped to do that. And sometimes people need a hand. Now, I'm the first one to preach that you need to try to help yourself first. I certainly have no problem with charity. None of us should. But I also have a much different view of the man on the corner. And what goes on inside his head and his heart. And there's people who are listening to this right now who will say, you know, Rory, why are you saying this? I mean, half these people are probably scam artists. Okay. That's not for me to worry about. Judge not lest ye be judged. That's not my job. 
That's not my role. It's not part of my job description as a father. It's not part of my job description as a husband. It's not part of my job description as a human being in this world to judge somebody else. It's just not. And if they are scamming, well, these people need that money so badly that they're willing to totally humiliate themselves. They're willing to strip away any sort of self-respect at all. They're willing to do what most people aren't willing to do, and that is embarrass themselves in order to get money. And brother, I'm telling you right now that if you've ever fallen so far that you're willing to do that, that you think that's the only way that you can get a couple of bucks is to take your last ounce of self-respect and throw it out the window, then uh, you, you've fallen low enough. I'm going to help you. And I hope that a lot of you guys will look at it that way from here on out. Because there are people out there who didn't have any kind of upbringing. There are people out there who, who never learned resiliency. You know, there's, there's people out there who didn't get to go to school, you know, who didn't get to live in a decent house even for a day. And I'm not some bleeding heart liberal who's going to sit up here and say, you know, we need to take care of the downtrodden. I mean, look, I still very much believe that your life is what you make of it. And this whole podcast is dedicated to that, that mantra. But I also believe that we have to teach compassion to our kids. And I believe that we have to let our kids know that it's okay to fall. When we look down our nose at people who have fallen, what we're telling our kids is <laughs> it's not okay to fall. And what we should be doing is teaching our kids, you know what? You're going to fall. This guy in the corner, he fell. And right now, the only way he can think to try to get back up is to write up a sign and stand in the corner. And God forbid, may you never, ever get there, son. I hope that, that you never fall that far. And as long as I have breath in me, I'm not going to allow you to fall that far. <laughs> but if you fall, it's okay as long as you get back up. And people like this are doing everything they have to do to try and get back up. So I do personally know one person who was collecting money on the corner, stayed at a homeless shelter, used all of the facilities and, and, um, and help that was offered there, got a job, stayed at the homeless shelter while they were working, took the bus to the job. painstakingly put some money away, got a small one-room apartment when they were able with assistance, housing assistance from the homeless shelter and the you know charities that work with it. And now, today, today, that man has healed. 
If you saw him on the street, you'd never know that 11 years ago he was holding the sign. And that's the faith that we have to have. That's the faith we have to have in the world. That's the faith we have to have in each other as brothers. That's the faith that we need to be teaching our kids that they got to have. And so the moral to all this, brothers, is instead of holding everyone else to that ridiculously high standard that we hold everyone else to, and looking down our nose at them when they don't make it, we really need to have our focus on ourselves. We need to have our focus on holding ourselves to the highest standard possible. And part of that high standard is an ounce of compassion. And I sure hope some of this resonates with some people tonight. The view from the high road is always the best one. And that's great. But the view from the bottom of the barrel is educational, is unique, and is eye-opening. And when you've been at the bottom of that barrel, when you've actually seen what life looks like from down there. Your perspective will change forever. And I don't wish that on any of you. What I wish for all of you in this and every other podcast that I do is that you will hear me describe the view from down there. You'll hear me talk about mistakes I've made. You'll hear me talk about scars that still burn when the wind blows through them. And you'll resolve to not let yourself suffer the same way. That's why I share this stuff. That's why I come on here and I tell these stories. Because somewhere, somebody's going through the same type of thing. And I want you to know. I want you to believe that you've got a way out. And when you do come out, you're going to learn how to live unbroken again. You're going to know what living unbroken really means. That's what I wish for every one of you. And so tonight, hey, take a look at yourself. Take a look at your life. Take a look at the way you think, the way you speak, the way you teach, and the example you're setting for your kids. And ask yourself, if I make a mistake one day, if something goes wrong with me one day, are my kids going to follow my lead? By putting out a hand 
Or are my kids going to follow my lead by looking down their nose and judging? Our kids are watching every move we make. They learn things that we have no idea we're teaching them. Don't wait till your son's 22 to teach him about compassion. Because you and your family are worth more than that. And learning that they can fall as long as they get back up and that falling itself is okay is a big, big, big thing. And they need to believe it. Comment to us whenever you want at Power of Man Podcast on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time.